I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. With Boyd Matheson. Well, we're going to continue our focus on Light the World, Giving Machines, and Carl Chenny, uh, who is over this global effort for Light the World for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Uh, Carl, thanks for joining us today. My pleasure. So for those who haven't followed this as closely, I think everyone has kind of heard of the, the big red machines and the opportunity to donate something unique. Uh, this was a, an early uh, thing for uh, the church in some giving, and it just continues to expand. So first, just give us an update on uh, where we are on all of this and what's happening. Well, you're right. It has expanded uh, quite significantly. Last year, we were in 10 cities in the United States, and we were only allowed to be in those um, in, in that number of cities because we were just coming out of COVID, and, and so we were trying to be extra cautious. This year, however, um, we are going to be in 28 cities, mm-hmm. and we are expanding our reach internationally. Um, into uh, several countries, Australia, Guatemala, Mexico, uh, the Philippines, and Canada. Uh, we'll all have um, a city or, or multiple cities in those countries with machines. We also have um, a significant number of, of cities in the United States. Yeah, so it's such an amazing thing and such a fun way to engage and really get in the spirit of the season of it all. Describe for us just a little bit of uh, when people walk up to one of those machines, uh, what are their options in terms of donations? How does this actually work? So when an individual goes up to a machine, uh, there are typically there are about six uh organizations that are that are in a machine a couple that are global and then the rest that are all local charities and items can range anywhere from food like groceries and meals uh to clothing and vaccines or uh refugee assistance you know helping individuals set up a home it can be school books or school clothing or i mean honestly a wide range everything from you know pencils to pigs quite frankly <laughs> um it can all be found in our giving machines uh, i i love that and it's such a fun way i think it's a fun way for people to kind of visualize a little bit what they're giving goes to uh, that makes it more specific, a little more tangible, a little more real in terms of, of what that uh, might get to, who that might actually impact and uh, and benefit. And as you mentioned, this moving from uh, a local effort to a national to an international, uh, what have been some of the, the challenges or some of the things that you've been working through as you've expanded that uh, around the country and around the world? 
Well, some of the challenges are obviously finding appropriate partners, participating uh, nonprofits that we want to work with. In the beginning, we were out trying to convince people of this idea and this concept, and, and it was a little bit more difficult sell than it is right now. Quite frankly, we're, uh, we get inundated with, with requests to participate, which is a wonderful situation now to be in. Wow. We've had some challenges um, internationally and domestically in finding locations, places to host the machines. But, you know, overall, as the momentum is picking up and as people are becoming more aware of the opportunities and, and what it means for them and the, the cities, uh, the communities, uh, it really is starting to um, be something that people are seeking after. In fact, I've already received a couple of inquiries from potential vendors or venues, excuse me, uh, for next year that have already said, we would like to invite you to come to our venue yeah. and uh, host your machines here. They see the value and the benefit of people dra being drawn to the machines and coming yeah. uh, such a powerful thing, and I, I know since 2017, including those uh, pandemic <laughs> eras, uh, over $15 million have been donated through the Light the World Giving Machines. Uh, we know that almost almost 4 million of that from the Salt Lake City Giving Machines, and we know that tomorrow uh, there's going to be some uh, big events to kick that off over there at City Creek, and we know that because we just had Adasa on the program uh, who will be singing and performing. Many people recognize her voice from Encanto and uh, just her, her powerful, vibrant voice there. But tell us some of the things that will be happening uh, tomorrow over there at uh, – the uh, City Creek as you kick off that effort? Well, there's actually two events. Uh, one uh, that's in morning and then another event later in the day. Uh, in the morning, um, the governor and his wife will be there um, just welcoming the community to come and uh, participate in this um, event once again. Um, it, it's, a, it's a very short celebration event. Uh, that will be hosted. Adasa will sing a couple of numbers. And then, you know, there will be a ribbon cutting and, and uh, the machines uh, become available to anyone to come and, and uh, take advantage of. And then later in the day, in the evening, Adasa will be performing, I believe, a 40-minute concert, mini concert, mm -hmm. for anyone to come and, and uh, enjoy. And again, our purpose behind these launch events is really to make this become a place where the community can come together and enjoy the, the beginning of the, the Christmas season. Oh, it is such a, a great thing. It's such a great time. And, uh, again, it's uh, fully uh, funded and operated by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, which means 100% of all of those donations uh, go to those charities. And uh, we know there's some very important ones. We'll have the American <clears throat> Indian Services uh, folks will yeah. be joining us on air tomorrow. We know you also are uh, tag teaming with Women of the World, The Other Side Village, and a, and a host of others. And uh, this is just a great way to kick off the Thanksgiving week uh, and this holiday season. And, uh, Carl, we appreciate you joining us so much on the program for your efforts uh, to make this something where communities all around the world can come together and do something that makes a difference. Thanks for joining us today. 
It's my pleasure. Thank you. And I invite everyone to come and participate. I have, as I've traveled around the country and and, uh, have participated in these events, I see literally hearts change and people soften and they love the experience of being at at a light the world giving machine and being able to give a little bit of themselves to someone who is in need. Yeah, fantastic. Like the World Giving Machines, uh, City Creek, uh, tomorrow, Tuesday, uh, noon and 5 p.m. And, uh, just an extraordinary opportunity to be part of that. Uh, that is a chance to make a difference. Carl, thanks again for joining us today. You bet. Thank you, Boyd. Well, coming up next, the community in Colorado Springs is reeling after mass shooting. KSL-TV's Dan Rascone is in Colorado Springs, and he's going to join us next with latest details, updates of this hate crime. Stick around. Much more to come on Inside Sources on KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.